pronouns are she, her, hers. And what about you? What about you, Lucy? I'd be like, Lucy, she, her. Wonderful. Then use that person's pronoun and encourage others to do the same. If you accidentally use the other person or the, the wrong pronoun for someone, apologize quickly and sincerely, then move on with intention. The bigger the deal you make out of the situation, the more uncomfortable it is for everyone. Hey. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. I heard you before. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that looks so good. Basically, uh, what we're facing this week is we dealt with uh, one of our transgender siblings winning a uh, a race, not even the entire competition, just the, yeah. one of the races. And that has sparked a outrage among uh, the straight people of the world. <laughs> Let's focus on that one, because I can definitely talk about that and whatnot. I can. Keep, do you want me to keep us on topic on that and just keep going back to it? Yeah, I think that would be I think that would be great because the focus of okay. this week, the, the, the intention here is that, you know, with with the three thousand, you know, say 18,000 people that are you know listening to or was on my podcast or my thing. What I plan to do is take our episode here and link it right in that comment section of the three thousand okay. and they're going to get and they're going to hear this. I'll be like straight up. I'm talking straight to them. So. So this week we have been dealing a lot with uh, transphobia, Lucy, so much transphobia. It's absolutely horrendous. And it's all because one of our siblings, Leah Thomas, won a marathon in the Penn State or what was the Olympic or what was it? I don't even know. No, it was like it was a college level event. I okay. Believe. So um, our so our sibling. So this week has been horrendous in, in dealing with transphobia. Our, our sibling won a college level uh, swimming uh, competition, not even the entire race. And that, for some reason, has sparked an entire outrage among pretty much just like straight people. And so yeah, well, a lot of a lot of turfs, uh, trans radical exclusionary feminists uh, and a lot of um, transphobic people and bigots have just crapped out of the woodwork because let's be honest, they don't actually care about women's sports. If they like this whole belief that, um, that trans women are just trans women in sports are just have some sort of advantage. Definitely not the case. Cause when I hear people say that, um, that's just because, you know, to a lot of people, the fact that I'm still muscular makes it look like there's an unfair advantage when they don't realize that like cis women also have, uh, testosterone i have less testosterone than a cisgendered woman because of the medications that i take the difference is is that like i work out really really hard to maintain what i do have and i've lost most of it i'm gaining more because i'm working out harder so this belief that there's some unfair advantage it not only does it not make sense the science doesn't back up the statement oh uh trans women have some sort of advantage because Nobody's going to go and go through the gatekeeping and the pain of being trans solely to win a competition. Like you lose all your, your lean muscle, you lose family, you lose friends. You have to go through all this ridicule, all this stuff, just so you can supposedly make, you know, less than these male uh, athletes. Like who's going to do that? So, so many of our, 
many of our allies on the uh, on the internet have provided me this link. I'm very thankful for it. It's a breakdown to uh, what we're experiencing here. So at least 25 states are proposing anti-trans sports bills, most of which are uh, targeting trans girls. Even folks who claim they are not transphobic and support trans people take issue when a trans woman or trans girl wants to compete with other girls. This often uh, this is often marked as bigotry. So and they and they try to put that as fairness. So let's break this down. So it's not transphobic. It's just about fairness. Trans women are biological males and shouldn't compete with women. So we'll start out with language. If you claim you're not transphobic, then you will use the most respectful terminology and call trans women what they are, women. Calling them biological males is not only potentially inaccurate, biological sex is not that simple, but also transphobic. If you need to differentiate trans and cis women, say that trans and cis women. If you need to talk about folks with higher levels of testosterone, say that. If you need to talk about reproductive biology, say that. Excluding trans girls protects girls' sports. In order to exclude trans girls, there must be a method of verifying if someone is trans. Usually, this is done through genital examination, hormone evaluation, and or genital testing. Most bills propose uh, accusation-based testing when someone is accused of being uh, trans and are subject to uh, testing. This is not only uh, demonizes and weaponizes transness, uh, but it also endangers all girls and women. That is, any girl accused of being transgender can be checked. Not only is this incredibly invasive, genital exams are wholly unnecessary, having or not having a penis has no effect on performance in sports, but it also is degrading to all women. That is, at what point is a girl good enough that she will be cr- uh, accused of being, a tra- being transgender? How masculine can a girl be or look before she is accused of being transgender. This proposed gender verification not only systematically enforces the policy policing of all women's bodies, but also does so through demonizing and weaponizing transness. So there's a lot more that I'll go through, but we're going to take a pause there. There's a lot that's wrong in so much of this stuff. Like, um, so when I hear these silly arguments, the issue that really pops up to me, um, one, is there are plenty of cisgendered women who have high testosterone. Look at mm-hmm. Simone Castor, who was an Olympian. Uh, she, she, she ran for the Olympics. Yep. And because her testosterone level naturally was so high, she was removed from being able to run because they were saying she has an unfair advantage because her, she's, her, her testosterone was too high. She's just a cisgendered woman who was really good at sports who happens to have a high testosterone rate. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see issues where people who claim, because that's one thing that you'll see with a lot of turfs and a lot of bigots and transphobes is they'll be like, oh, well, we always know. But that's the thing. I've literally been to places where because I'm sitting with um, some cisgender women who are friends of mine, they've been stopped at the restroom because it's their belief to be uh, trans women solely because I'm with them. Mm-hmm. So... I don't see this as being good in any way, shape or form. And another thing that that people don't recognize is that if this is such an issue that, oh, supposedly trans women go through uh, masculinization through their puberty, okay, fine and dandy. Then you should allow children who are trans access to trans affirming healthcare. That means if a six year old comes to you, like when I was six and I knew I wanted to do this, Instead of sending them to gay conversion therapy or gender conversion therapy, you should be sending them to trans affirming therapy. It should be, okay, well, since you 
uh, feel internally internally that this is your gender, we're going to send you to some trans affirming health care. That way you don't have that issue, but that's not what they're going to do. All oh, well, are- children, how do children, how, we, we can't let children, uh, they don't know who they are. That's what Supposedly, they'll say. Uh, we don't know who we are at six, but it's like, I knew what I was at six. That's I knew what I was, good. I thought I was a teacher when I was six. I was just like, I just thought that I wasn't allowed to teach yet because I had to go through the school to do t- <laughs> I was like, this is just, I'm being, I'm training. I'm a real live human trans person, Lucy Balzano. Please explain to the world and these uh, people that are refusing to listen, who probably won't even listen to this, but let's go ahead and shoot in the dark and try. What is it? Who are you? Me? I'm a person who popped out of out of somebody's uh, womb or via C-section. I don't know. I never asked. Um, who a doctor picked up and used some kind of, kind of typical uh, characterizations and was like, oh, this is good enough. This is the boy. Now, do they know my genetics? Do they know my chromosomes? No, they don't. Um, I know my stuff. I know that I have some intersex conditions because of later on in life. So um, certain characteristics that, you know, would identify somebody that these uh, bigots go off of and say, oh, this is what makes someone a man. You must have a Y gene and then you're guaranteed to be a man. Not everybody who has a penis or was uh, labeled a man at birth is actually uh, actually has a Y chromosome. That's that's just it's simply untrue to say that that is a consistency between all of them. But uh, going back onto the topic, uh, I knew at an early age what I was, and yeah. I wished I had the information that I had now because then I would have started these processes to block puberty. Puberty blockers are things that just halt your puberty. It, it halts it from advancing. It doesn't affect your body in a negative way. And if you stop taking it, if you at the age of 16 decide, you know what? I think I am this gender that I was born as. You can stop taking them and bam, your body goes through it. it goes uh, right now they will say to us, they will say, that's not natural. That's not okay. You're not going to let You're just driving a car. Nothing mm-hmm. we do is natural. Right. Now someone will say to me, they said to me, they will say, now, no, hormone blockers, that's not natural. You can't allow a child to block their puberty. That's and that's not, you shouldn't do that. And why? What, why shouldn't I give this affirming health care to somebody who wants it? Does the science back up uh, and show yes. this is safe? Oh, okay. Then, dear, then stop. I don't care about your opinion. The science has always said this is safe. The Wonderful. issue is that people care not to learn reality. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the reality of the situation is that if you take your, if you take puberty blockers, it will just inhibit puberty. Yep. And then if you decide that you want to go through the puberty that you were born with in that instance, or that you were mm-hmm. identified as at birth, then that's fine. You stop taking the puberty blockers and puberty happens. Mm-hmm. There's no delayed onset in that instance. That's just you halting it and you deciding, mm-hmm. hey, I want to do this later. Your bone plates won't fuse until these extra hormones are added into you. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you decide, hey, you know, I'm 16. I've been on puberty blockers since the onset of puberty. I would like to transition to female. That's fine. You start taking HRT, you'll grow hips, you'll grow breasts. Yep. And then you don't have to you don't have to worry about the masculinization of the face. You won't Doesn't have to go exactly surgeries. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and 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 we have we have shown science shows us that those that transition later in life, uh, when we get those bigots to come on, they're like, oh, you don't look like a. Uh, it's like, honey, that's because they were denied the 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 care that they needed when yes. they were youth, and so their body has progressed so much into the masculine that now. It's, it's unfortunate. Now, you know, um, 
when we talk about these things, someone will say, well, how, now you're just coming out of trance. It's like, no, honey, I left the home that I was raised. And now you wonder, oh, now they, now they're happy in trans. It's like, what happened? It's like, no, now they're in a safe environment where they can be, where they have family that supports them and who they are. Yes. And they are now being themselves because they've been denied their entire life who they were and we weren't provided the access. So when somebody says, Oh, you know, Caroline had a, you know, what the hell you're, you know, uh, almost 30, how, you know, you just, it's like, no, if you had understood what my mindset was when I was six, seven in second grade or third grade, like you would understand that at a certain point, what happened is there was a disconnect and somebody came in and started telling me what my life was. And I no longer had the opportunity to explore in my own way. And I began to be raised in a way that was not in alignment with my family or my, you know, really my mother's way, unfortunately. And, and there's, you know, we don't want to blame, but it's, it's my, my childhood was, was cut off by the age of 12, 13. I was trying to be an adult because I was tired of being, you know, I was raised by somebody that denounced their childhood. So I didn't really get to have that. And so it's, it's a reclaiming of that. So yes, I've known since I was a child, I just did not know because the TLC network made transgender sound very scary because they didn't have the word transgender. They said transsexual or tranny. So they didn't, mm -hmm. you know, they were like, Oh yeah, this or person was, they'd say transvestite. Instead yes. Of, like, yeah. Transgender. Yeah. And they would, and they would say this person's trapped inside the wrong body. And I'd be like, Oh my God, like I'd feel like myself. And I'd be like, Oh my God, inside of the wrong body. I was like, Oh my God, it'd be so weird to be inside of the wrong skin, just inside of like, cause I'm a imagining like as a kid like going inside of somebody else's body like spongebob going inside of his sponge like you're inside and looking through his eyes like i was like oh my god being trapped and yeah see, somebody... it, the, the 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 major issue with some of this past media uh for america is that like they wouldn't go to actual trans people and ask them questions instead they would just use the the how they would portray it from their eyes like exactly because right. i don't see it as i'm born in the wrong body i see it as i'm making my meat suit comfortable this is the only body i have and i want it to reflect how i feel i feel like a woman therefore i grew breasts i yeah, feel like yeah. a woman therefore i take hrt in order to help like soften my feet exactly that's what like i've grown my hair now does that does that mean that somebody without those features are not a woman no a woman is literally just someone who identifies as such exactly and it's really, it's, it's, I honestly think that if we just were to break away, I think in like a, like a hundred, 200, 300 years from now, if we go in the right direction and we break away from these like real binary gender roles, like for me, you know, it's very important that I, as somebody that used to be very expressive in their way, uh, I, it's very important that I embody this, this, this binary way, just because that what's, that's what makes me feel very good. But in due time, I will be able to be more androgynous in my nature. Gender identity is the core of gender. The complex and often fluid interaction between our body, brain, and society through which we feel male, female, some combination of both, or even neither with our identity often changing as we grow older. So while it definitely has some basis in biology, claiming that gender identity is based on sex or determined at birth is far too simplistic and naive. From GLAD, the organization, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, GLAD, we have, uh, they provided to us um, a little pamphlet here. And so I'd like to read it to uh, us for our community out there on Facebook, specifically here, who 
um, are unwilling to listen. So what does transgender mean? Transgender is a term used to describe people whose gender identity differs from the sex they were assigned at birth. Gender identity is a person's internal, personal sense of being a man or a woman, boy or girl. For some people, their gender identity does not fit neatly into those two choices. For transgender people, the sex they were assigned at birth and their internal gender identity do not match. People in the transgender community may describe themselves using one or more of the wide variety of terms, including, but not limited to, transgender. And they have here tra transsexual, but we steer clear from that word a little bit. Yeah, that's because, more of like in England. Yeah, that's more of a, they tell me that they use that to, to differentiate those that have had the gender affirming surgery, but I don't yeah. think that's anybody's business. So we don't use I that agree. word. We don't use that word, folks. So exactly, none of your business. And so, and, and non-binary, always use the term used by the person that you're talking to. Trying to change a person's gender identity is no more successful than trying to change a person's sexual orientation. It, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So most transgender people seek to bring their bodies into alignment with their gender identity. This is called transition. As a part of the transition process, many transgender people are prescribed hormones by their doctors to change their bodies. Some undergo surgeries as well, but not all trans people can and or will take those steps. And it's important to know that being transgender is not dependent upon medical procedures. Transgender is an adjective and should never be used as a noun. For example, rather than saying Max is a transgender, say Max is a transgender person or Max is a transgender man. And transgender never needs an end, id at the end. So never say transgender. So, that's a good bit of information. Now, let's let's break down one more a step further. The difference between gender identity and sexual orientation. We use the acronym LGBTQ to describe the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer community. The queer sometimes means questioning. Sexual orientations does not describe a person's enduring physical, romantic, phys or, uh, uh, romantic or emotional attraction to another person. For example, straight, gay, lesbian, bisexual. While gender identity describes a person's internal, personal sense of being a man or a woman, or sometimes out of the gender binary. Simply put, sexual orientation is about who you are attracted to and fall in love with. Gender identity is what is about who you are. So sexual orientation is who you go to bed with at night. Gender identity is who you go to bed with as at the end of yes. that night. Yeah. Like everyone else, transgender people have a sexual orientation. Transgender people may be straight, lesbian, gay, bisexual, or queer, pansexual, what have you. For example, a person who transitions from male to female, that's me, and is attracted solely to men, also me, would typically identify as a straight woman. Ah, that's pretty much me, except for those fun times. We. <laughs> a person who transitions from female to male and is only and is attracted solely to men would typically identify as a gay man. Yeah, One, they're a guy who likes guys. Exactly. Now, what does non-binary mean? And is it different from being transgender? Everyone has a gender identity, internal sense of self and perception of one's own gender. For some people, the gender identity is the same as the sex they were assigned at birth. We call those cisgender. And for some people, their identity is different than the sex they were assigned at birth. 
we say transgender. And so the difference, there have always been transgender people who felt their identity Gender identity didn't fall neatly into the two binary categories of man or woman. In the past, trans people who felt that way used the words gender queer or gender fluid to describe that experience. While those words are still used today, it's now more common for people to call themselves non-binary if they feel their gender identity is something other than man or woman. People who use the word non-binary describe their gender identity typically uh, call themselves transgender. In recent years, the word non-binary has seen a surge in popularity. As more people use the word non-binary to describe themselves, it has become its own umbrella term. Non-binary now means many different things to different people. Many of those people either explicitly say something like, I'm not transgender, I'm non-binary, implying those two identities are unrelated, or they will simply never use the word transgender when describing themselves. Language is evolving in real time, and we are experiencing it right now. But it's important to understand that there is no one right or wrong way to be non-binary, just like there is no one right way or wrong way to be transgender. The bottom line is, listen to someone, listen to how someone uses the word non-binary to describe themselves and try to understand how they are trying to use it. Many of them will be telling you that they are a transgender person who is non-binary, while others will be using non-binary in a different way to describe their own experience. Regardless, simply accept that they know best how to describe themselves. And lastly, before we go uh, any further, what name and pronoun do I use? Well, for some transgender people, being associated with their birth name is a tremendous source of anxiety, or it is simply a part of their life they wish to leave behind. Respect the name a transgender person is currently using. If you happen to know a transgender person's birth name, the name given to them when they were born, but wish they no longer use, don't share it without that person's explicit permission. Sharing a transgender person's birth name or photos of a transgender person before their transition is an invasion of privacy unless they have given you permission to do so. If you're unsure which pronoun a person uses, listen to the first pronoun other uh, uh, the first pronoun other people use when referring to that person. Someone who knows the person will will well probably use the correct pronoun. If you ask which pronoun the person uses, start with your own. For example, hi, I'm Caroline, and my pronouns are she her hers and what about you what about you lucy i'd be like lucy she her wonderful then use that person's pronoun and encourage others to do the same if you accidentally use the other person or the, the wrong pronoun for someone apologize quickly and sincerely then move on with intention the bigger the deal you make out of the situation the more uncomfortable it is for everyone According to the 2015 trans surveys, a report by the National Center for Transgender uh, equality. 29% of transgender people currently live in poverty compared to 14% of the general population. 30% of transgender people report being homeless at some point in their lives, with 12% saying it was in within the last 12 months. Transgender people experience unemployment at three times the rate of general population, with the rates for people of color up to 4% the national unemployment rate. 30% of transgender people report being fired, denied a promotion, or experiencing mistreatment in the workplace due to their gender identity in the past 12 months. 31% of transgender people experienced mistreatment in the past year in the place of public accommodation, including 14 who were denied equal service, 24 who were verbally harassed, and two who were physically attacked because they were transgender. 
40% of respondents reported attempting suicide in their, la- in their lifetime, nearly nine times the attempted suicide rate in the United States. That's actually increased. So uh, according to the 2001 or 2021, it is 53% of transgender and non-binary youth that have reported uh, uh, attempted suicide in the last year. And that's only increased since COVID. So all of these statistics I've just uh, provided have actually increased uh, since the pandemic, and we will have accurate uh, uh, statistics going forward. But transgender people, particularly transgender women of color, face shockingly high rates of murder, homelessness, and incarceration. Most states and countries offer no legal protection in housing, employment, healthcare, or other areas where individuals experience discrimination based on their gender identity or experience. Our children are listening, and as a future educator and pretend teacher of the last 30 years, <laughs> I think this is not okay to be talking this way because we were taught in school not to talk this way to each other and i don't understand where this idea of why well, i have the right to say whatever i want turned into like invalidating human life like our opinions because they don't see us as people like that's the issue they i i recognize your position because you're a very peaceful and good person <laughs> and the way you see it as we should appeal to these people because we can see everyone here is is a person and that is valuable but that's the thing. You can't appeal to the humanity of people who don't see you as human. They see us as degenerates. Look at the wording, degenerates, child predators, stuff like that. I've never once slept with a child. I've never once groomed a child. I think that's disgusting and gross. So and yet we're being labeled these things. Why? So, because they don't see us as people. So I guess the question is, is like legitimately, how do we handle this? As members of this community, we can't just do the whole, we'll turn the other cheek and don't worry about it. I'm sorry. No, turning my- the other cheek has never worked. The only reason that that gets said that it works is because it helps people who are already in power maintain that power. Mm-hmm. You'll see exactly. it all the time. Exactly. Every time that there, notice there's a, a Martin Luther King Day, but there isn't a Malcolm X Day. Yeah, exactly. Notice that. This whole, oh, we're going to do these peaceful protests. We're going to do these sit-ins. We're going to do these things. No, these people don't speak that same language. They see your your silent protests. They see your sit-ins, your stand-ins. They see all that, and they just see it as performative. Because honestly, that's what it is. You didn't get your weekends and your worker rights by peacefully protesting. We didn't get Black rights, like equal rights, at, at, through peaceful protests. We got them through throwing bricks at cops, burning buildings down. The reason we have weekends and labor unions because those people didn't just riot. They, they targeted and they destroyed stuff. That's how we got our civil rights. It's a line that you have to walk. You know, like you really have to think of it as a line that you have to walk. Like there were plenty of black folks who were arrested back in the day when we wanted our civil rights. Plenty of us were hit with hoses. Plenty of us were, were beaten by police. Plenty of us were arrested, jailed. Like it's about are you willing to make the sacrifice when those times arise and some people aren't because they can't and there's nothing wrong with that that doesn't make you less trans that doesn't make you less of a person it just means you're not ready to sacrifice the piece that you're you've just now found in order to do that no one's expecting you to to do that it's it's kind of like when i go to these protests i have friends who are like i wish i could go with you but i can't because i'm disabled that, that doesn't mean you're not supporting me. You're supporting me in the ways that you can. I mean, it's I find the power that they have. 
so like for me, you know, I've really thought about this for a long time and I thought about how I would best serve the community. And I think that with who I am as an individual, you know, I would be better suited with educating our youth and providing them the tools and resources that they, that I wasn't given because the goal ideally is to prepare our students for their future, not our past. And that's the flaw in the education system is that we're preparing them for our past, not their future and their future doesn't exist yet. And that's our role is to ensure that they're prepared for the future that we so are simultaneously co-creating together. We need to make a caveat here. Mm -hmm. I think that you're worried about, are you doing enough basically just by doing that? I know Just because I'm incinerary, I'm the type that's like, no, we need to, the, the, only, the only way to communicate with these people is with violence. That's only one facet of how we get to the point that we need to be. The other places we uh, do with the education is where we, yes, with our youth, because that those way. Are the youth, the minds of America, those are the people of the future. <coughs> exactly. You are doing something that is equally valid. Like for exactly. instance, you see these people, like when I was, when I was in the military, I get it all the time. People would come up to me and they would be like, thank you for your service. You're a true patriot. You're what I could never be as patriotic to you, as you are. And it was like, I'm not patriotic. They're like, oh, well, you're in the military. You're protecting the country. What's Who's to say that a soldier in the military is more patriotic than a teacher teaching the youth of, of the future? They're exactly. as equally important as say someone who's out going to war because Somebody has to do that, that position. Someone has to, to train, or not train, but educate and guide the future. Like, you know, a farmer yeah. is also doing their part because oh. the farmer makes the food for the future. You know, that's what I love about old country is that old country used to do that. They used to they used to honor the men and women and, and different folk of this country. You know, Alabama, as much as I don't love their symbols of how they represent their band now with uh, whatnot, their songs, they've got like 40 hour work weeks where they go through and they give thanks to every, the, you know, they're like, you know, here's to the, you know, cashier bringing up the the breakfast, uh, you know, 40, the, the women, the people working 40 hour, you know, they're the ones that keep the wheels turning. And I'm very, yeah. very appreciative of every person that that I come in contact with because even though it's menial and I and I would never want to do it I know that if I had to do it I would do it and that's what I, I'm going to be a janitor and there's nothing wrong with that because literally I knowing as an educator in the future like I rely so much on those that custodial because I work such a long day and I deal with so many kids and to think that I'd have to go in and wipe down every desk and chair and and sweep up and mop and clean the chalk oh my god I thank those men and women and then people that do the the cleaning for me at that school because it is that is life-saving and for people to yeah. think that just because they're they're cleaning that they're less than a teacher no they're more if not more important because they're the ones sanitizing and providing us a safe environment for our children so that they can be educated by me it's the, it's the custodians that come first because they're the ones that are providing us the safety and the safe place to do that without them without the maintenance there is no building there's no cleanliness we'll get sick we'll all get you know diseases we won't be able to come to school i won't be able to be a teacher so yeah. without them, I can't teach. And so it's very, and so for me to embody that role before becoming a teacher is for me a training to truly appreciate those that, that are in my life and do things for me because I never want to take for granted those, uh, you know, well, around me. That's why, I, that's why I feel like sh I should amend what I'm saying. And uh, I feel that it's kind of like the, that old saying of like, oh, we, well, we live in a society of multiple, like of just multiple aspects. Like, um, 
my belief and how I feel we should communicate with some of these people is one facet of it. Like there's other arms to this. It's the only way that we're gonna punch through this like barrier of transphobia and bigotry is by make is utilizing every aspect. It's like a fist, like on the one aspect you have the people worry, doing stuff for the future. The other aspect you have people like myself who are like, I'm just going to, I will respond to violence with violence so long as I recognize the safety of those around me and how it will affect them. And then you, you know, you just go down the line. You have the people who are sharing their stories of like what they've been through the past and how far we've come. We've got historians showing people, hey, look, like trans people have been around forever. You have scientists saying like, hey, look, there's a scientific thing behind this involving physiological changes as well. Like all of it comes together to make that fist that we're gonna use to punch through those boundaries. And it's not to say that it's not gonna be hard. Like we're gonna hit obstacles. The thing to remember is, is once you punch through your first boundary, your first obstacle, that next obstacle doesn't have to be climbed right away. Sometimes you can take that obstacle and you can use it as something to rest upon while you gain your strength. So you can get over it. You can surmount this obstacle and be like, oh, I got over this hill. Now I have this mountain. Well, let me rest at the foot of this mountain real quick. And then I'm going to go and plant a flag on top of it. Here's my trans pride flag right on top of that mountain. Now I must go over that one to the next one. fantastic it's great being here i'll make sure that next time i'm um not driving when we start uh, i'll make sure that uh some of these things are taken care of yeah we have fun we'll have fun in editing because we'll have we'll have lots of fun so it's been such a pleasure yeah. lucy we'll see you soon okay Dal? we'll see you okay not tolerate this and it is it's game over for this bigotry ignorance is on the loose but it won't be for long <laughs>